Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Will Jameis Winston be behind center on Sunday? Will he be behind center again this season? Seems like there's always news with the Bucks quarterback. And we'll talk about him in depth on this edition of the Rick and Tom podcast. Also, we'll take a quick look around the National Football League. Thanks for listening. Tom Jones, Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times. Our show is produced by Steve Versnick. Big week in football, especially colleges. We've got the rivalry games this week. One of the biggest, USF-UCF on Friday. We'll get to that later this week on a special edition of the Rick and Tom podcast. But, Rick, a day after the Bucks defeat the Dolphins, they moved to 2-0 with Ryan Fitzpatrick as their starting quarterback. We get some news on Jameis Winston. Now, originally, we heard he'd be out for at least a couple of weeks. Well, it's been a couple of weeks, so where's where's Jameis Winston now? You know, I like the way you say behind center because everybody else says under center. Yeah, it's I behind, guess technically right? you are behind center. You're actually under the centers behind. But anyway. But um, what, J- when the shotgun, they almost always run the shotgun, right? So you're, not, you're no longer under the guy. You're no longer you're like, under you're way it. I guess you're right. I haven't yeah. even thought about that. You're that's, right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Oh, I like that term. Um, so he is, uh, he is not going to play. Medical staff evaluated Jameis uh, sometime earlier today, and uh, they determined that he, he's not ready to resume throwing yet. So Jameis will be uh, out this week and reevaluated next Monday. I mean, I'm not talking about him getting his arm back in shape or loosening up or anything like that. He's not been cleared to throw a football. Um, so we're, we're looking, as Jason Light warned a couple weeks ago, that this could be an extended period of time. And um, it is sort of week to week. They'll reevaluate him again next Monday. Uh, and then presumably, if he's not cleared to throw, the Monday after that. So this is sort of... Um, you know, open-ended in a way. Although I, I do think, obviously, they expect he'll be ready to play before the season is over. He'd be on injured reserve. So, um, but nonetheless, uh, not not rushing him back and, and not going to play this week. So it's Ryan Fitzpatrick who will will not be facing the Jets or the Dolphins, but the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, it's a little and bit different animal. Yeah, it's a step up in class. But um, you know, it's it's interesting. And and Tom, we can get into this in in, in a minute during this podcast, but. There's all kinds of conspiracy theories that, uh, frankly, I'd like to debunk. Oh, I'm um, glad you brought it up, Rick, because you sort of like hit, you brushed up against it in your column on yeah. TampaBay.com and in, t- in Tuesday's Tampa Bay Times. So I'll just go ahead, full force conspiracy theorist here, sort yeah. of picking up. Because you, you like tossed out there just almost like maybe to shoot it down. The real reason the Bucks aren't playing them is they're worried about this investigation involving the claims of this Uber driver, and they're, uh, they're just not going to play him because of that. That's false. And the reason it's false is that, um, you know, this is not a matter in which really the Bucks have any say or any investigatory investigatory, um, sort of domain here. They they are not in charge. Um, This is a league matter. And and these sort of things have to be handled by the league. Now, they can, you know, they can uh, levy – fines and and for violation of rules team rules things like that um this is out of their hands essentially and uh, you know they're not 
I mean, while I'm sure they, they don't like this, I'm sure that, like I've written before, it did shake them a little bit. Um, at the end of the day, they're rooting for a positive outcome for any number of reasons, not the least of which is they'd like to believe their quarterback um, didn't have anything to do like this. Uh, so, I, you know, there's no punitive action here or no attempt, I, I guess I should say, as some have suggested, to sort of get the cameras off of him or shield him some way from, um, you know, having to play and talk to the media and things like this during this time. I simply don't see that. And furthermore, this this whole thing's not going to be settled, in my opinion. I could be wrong about this, Tom, but we know how slow uh, some of these investigations are. And, I mean, we're going to go well into the spring, if not training camp next year, without a resolution to this, I think. So, you know, the idea that you would, you know, somehow slow play him coming back uh, over, a, over a headline or two, I, I just don't see it. Now, you're right, Rick, and you talk about people are saying, well, why is it going to take so long? Just talk to her, talk to him, figure this thing out. Well, I mean, you're gonna, they're going to, if I think with the NFL at some point would lo- obviously love to talk to Jameis Winston, and they're going to try to talk to the woman who, who made these claims. And you're talking about maybe trying to find videotape, of hotel videotape, of restaurant videotape. You're going to try to do, do work forensically in terms of cell phones and GPSs and where were people at. This is going to take a, a great deal of time before they get to that. Uh, but also, Rick, now, again, at the same time, if Jameis Winston were starting this week, he would be out in front of the, the media at some point this week. He would yes. be out there Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day he would talk. Sure. And I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm assuming that he's going to what the next time he does talk to the media, he's going to say, "Look, I can't talk about this against He's got a the uh, NFL's got an investigation going on, but I mean that's that's another reason. There's sort of this conspiracy theory. It's like, boy, they just don't want him out in front in front of the media because we were both in the locker room yesterday or on Sunday at, at Hard Rock Stadium uh, after the game. He was nowhere to be found. He was on the field during the game, but I didn't. Did you see him? I didn't see him after the game. I I personally did not see him. Now you know over at one buck. On Monday, and um, you know, Jameis was was there, and, and at one point before the media open locker room period was over for the media, he did he did sort of peek his head in the door, and then upon realizing that we were still there, uh, <laughs> quickly spun on his heels and yeah. went back out to an area that we can't go. So he's not looking to get in front of cameras. He's not looking to answer anything. And you're right, this is easily handled if if and when he becomes uh, the starting quarterback again, and they generally talk during the week. Uh, I'm sure that you know he'll simply say when asked, "Hey, look, I've I've made my statement. I stand by it. Um, I don't have anything else to say about the matter. It's under investigation, and I welcome, uh, you know, talking to the league or whatever, and, and, that, and a resolution that, to all this, or whatever. yeah, and trying to get this behind me as quickly as possible. But um, you know, I, beyond that, I it, it would be shocking that you know, frankly, I think his statement probably went too far <laughs> in yeah. some respects. But um, I'd be shocked. What do, you mean? If you... what do you mean? What do you mean went too far? Well, listen, um, I didn't. I'm not going to tell people how to do their jobs, and I'm not right. his lawyer, and I don't know if he wrote this himself or somebody wrote it for him. But it just seems to me that from top to bottom, um, you know, it's fine to to say that the account that that this woman had is incorrect. That there were actually more people in the car, and he wasn't alone with her, and that he was in the back seat, and and all of this. But at the end, it, it, there's this apologizing for something. Right, and, okay. and I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure what that is supposed to cover. I mean, she had alleged, among other things, that 
you know, upon entering his car, he was shouting, you know, homophobic things out the window and all this. So I don't know if, if you know, if he's just giving a blanket, hey, if I did anything I don't remember doing uh, or that offended you and I don't know that it should, I apologize. But it just seemed weird that you would, you know, both shoot down uh, a story and then apologize for something, nothing in particular that, right, yeah. you know, you're not admitting you did. But anyway, that aside, he's not, you know, it, it won't be a problem for him handling the media, which is another reason why this conspiracy theory, the one we're talking about now, doesn't make any sense to me. Let's put this this thing about the, the investigation. Let's just set it aside just for a little bit for the sake of this conversation right now. And, Rick, let's let's talk about the football aspect of this, that Jameis Winston's not going to play this week. Now, they've had Ryan Fitzpatrick. And we'll talk about Fitz and how he's played in, the, in these two games that he started. But now Jameis Winston is sort of in a holding pattern. They're waiting to, until he's medically cleared to play. Does the next couple of weeks, do you get the impression the next couple of weeks will have an impact on this? Now, we're looking at it, hey, if they beat Atlanta, which, hey, Atlanta's playing in Seattle, playing in Seattle Monday night. It's a long road back. It's a short week. Maybe the Bucks catch them just right. Then they go to Green Bay, and Green Bay's without Aaron Rodgers. They have a chance. Where, hey, they're 6-6. Six and six. They're in this thing. Let's get Winston back in there if he's healthy. That sounds great. But what if it goes the other direction? What if they go up to Atlanta, get beat, and then they go to Green Bay, get beat, and now you're looking at, now they're 4-8. and eight. And the, th- and the season seems to be slipping away pretty good. Does that impact at that point, you think, Jameis Winston and whether or not he comes back this season? Absolutely not. Not at all. Um, I, I, I will say this again, and I've been fairly consistent about it, at least as from, from what I can glean over there, is that the record is, you know, is not a factor. There, there's one factor in this whole thing. It's when the doctors say he can play. And that is really as simple as that. Look, I mean, if you play this out, all right, he's only got, when I say only, he has 40 starts in the NFL as a quarterback. Right. Um, you know, he's made, uh, you know, he will have missed at least two, maybe four games, missed entirely, and then played another four injured. So that's half a season where he's either been unavailable or not healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so with this group, and when I say this group, I mean the O.J. Howards, I mean the Deshaun Jacksons, sure. I mean this particular group. So. You know, half the season he has not really been himself to perform with them. It's it's incredibly valuable, whatever experience he can get in whatever game he can play in the regular season, um, to play, to see things, to be timed up, um, to to feel good about you know how you're progressing, to try to show some progress, to salvage something from what is you know from a playoff standpoint probably a lost season so it's not you know it's the lovey smith oh it's not about the future it's always about the future (laughs) well this is about the future and furthermore tom if you play this thing out which was not at all a factor before last week but you know there's a chance he misses games to start next season sure so you know you sure you want to shut him down if he's able-bodied and able to go out there and play a few this year right i wouldn't i mean you know Again, that's that. There, there may be a situation where he's healthy, and they tell him he can't play. Right. So, if the you, NFL, you you're talking get, about if the NFL were to the suspend NFL were to this, suspend yeah. him for any length of time, so you want to make sure, you know, that your franchise quarterback has something to to take with him, uh, even if it's just warm fuzzies into the off season, um, and you know, go back out there and and be a football player and and do what they hoped he would do and and pro- try to progress the way they hoped he would have. 
had he played all year healthy in his third season. I'm going to throw one more conspiracy theory out at you, okay, Rick? Um, they're going to shut Jameis Winston down for the next couple of weeks because things are going pretty good with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's looked, dare I say, looked better than Jameis Winston has looked this season. It's been maybe it's one of those years for Jameis. Maybe he's just not doesn't have it this year. And hey, we got a better chance to win football games with Ryan Fitzpatrick right now than Jameis Winston. So let's leave Fitz in there and tell Winston now. Nah, I want you to take a couple more weeks off. No, that's also false. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick can win six in a row. And when Jameis Winston's healthy, he's going to play. And the reason is he's a better player. Um, you know, one guy is a 23-year-old, number one overall draft pick, franchise quarterback whose future is, you know, was until this latest incident, but it's still from a playing standpoint. Um, there's, you know, the sky's sort of the limit, if you will. He's just getting started. Ryan Fitzpatrick may not even be on the roster next year. I mean, he did a one-year deal. They've he might not have been on the roster for Ryan this Griffin year. had gotten hurt. That's yeah. correct. Hadn't but Ryan hurt. Griffin is signed for next year. Ryan, uh, Ryan um, uh, Fitzpatrick is not. So no matter how many games he wins for you, which is his job, by the way, I always get kind of tickled. It's like, well, wait a minute, man. This guy's winning. Why would you pull him? Well, because his job is to win when the starter's out. You know, it doesn't change that now – you know, even Dirk Cutter was asking, you lose your job to injury. And he kind of defiantly looked looked at the questioner and said, uh, no, <laughs> you know, yeah. not usually. Uh, and just just consider, you know, how, how much is behind Ryan Fitzpatrick and how much is ahead of Jameis Winston. And you tell me why um, you would think that this would be a good idea. It's, you know, clearly – the better player is going to play, and there's no, there's, it's not even close. I don't care how many games he wins. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to play when Jameis Winston is ready to go. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Rick, I thought he's looked pretty good, but I think you also have to take into account they've played two pretty lousy football teams. They played the Jets and they played the Dolphins. He was much better against the Dolphins than he was against the Jets, and he looked pretty good at times on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. But, but yeah. I'm with you, and Jameis Winston hasn't had the best season ever. I, I he was better a year ago than he was this season, uh, but he's still your quarterback. If Brian Fitzpatrick was the better quarterback, he'd have been the starter at the start of the season, and he's not. And um, and I I can't imagine. I mean, there's some things that Fitzpatrick probably does a little bit better than Jameis Winston at this point. And I, this could be a good thing for Jameis to watch him right now and to see that some of the things that they're being successful with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Patrick, your quarterback. But if you ask any team in the NFL, who would you rather have as your quarterback? Let's leave the character issue out of it for a minute. Jameis Winston or Ryan Fitzpatrick, they're going to say Jameis Winston all day long. I mean, I get that he can, you know, there, there's maybe, it, it really depends on him, but there's maybe some value in seeing the game from a different perspective because he's always been playing. And since the day he got in the NFL, he had sort of this savior complex that he had to make every play and, you know, extend plays. I and mean, quite frankly, 
you know, Fitzpatrick wasn't great in either game. He he was much better last, uh, you know, against Miami Dolphins, um, in part um, because he didn't turn the ball over. Right. And, and if you think about, you know, before the injury, Jameis Winston had one game in Minnesota that he really turned the ball over. You know, um, besides that, he had he had one one interception uh, in another game. Be, but, and here, I'm going to stick up for Jameis a little bit on that Minnesota game because if I remember that game correctly, Rick, and I'm not trying to look, I'm not making excuses for the guy. I thought Deshaun Jackson didn't go all out on it. I thought he ran a pattern kind of weird on that. There was another one that he threw into the end zone when they're trying to to make a comeback. There were some of those the interceptions I thought where they weren't completely yeah. his fault. And they were right. sort of understandable, basically. Yeah, I mean, I mean, overall, he, look when when before and, and you know, I don't I don't know how you have a discussion about this year. Unless you say before he got hurt and then after right. he came back, I mean that's right. what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be we're going to be saying a lot of well before he got hurt and well when after he came back he did this because everything in between is skewed by his injury. It just is, and so you know they had the number one passing offense in the NFL, number one. Now does that mean they were behind in some games? Yeah, it also means that he was had several three hundred yard games, and um, you know. I mean, you know, Winston touchdown and interception was ten to four. It was, you know, there was a lot of, of progress in the four weeks before he got hurt at Arizona, and you know, all of that is sort of skewed. And and, and you can even take the Buffalo game, and and that might have been statistically one of the best games he's ever played, even though most of it came in the second half and they lost the game. It wasn't on him; it was on the defense. So, you know, there was good football being played up until. Right. And we'll see if he can if he can recapture what he was doing with a healthy arm, uh, or if he comes back, you know, lesser because of that injury. But I think the intent, at least, is, you know, they're not going to play him unless he's as close to a hundred percent as he can be this year. And it, it's it, it won't be a situation like they the four games that they played him when he kept taking hits on the shoulder and it got progressively worse. I think I think that's not the plan and. Um, you know, so there, there, there's a lot, there's still a lot that, that he can, he can salvage. Um, but, but the time is running out. I mean, you know, that's, that's the other thing you're running out of games. Do they get Um, to a point, Rick, or or you're telling me it, look, if he's, if they have to wait till game 16 until he's healthy and he's healthy, he'll go in there. Even if that moment there, I think so for, it's all about as soon as he's ready to go, he goes back in there. Yeah, I think so because what would be your justification if he was healthy to not play him? That you don't want him to to risk any injury, or that um, you know it's too close to the end of the season, and we just you know I, it just it doesn't make sense to me. Like again, that you know if if that's what's going to happen because you're running out of games or one game isn't enough, and you really want two games, then you then you're going to see them put him on injury reserve. It just to have him here and have him on the roster. Um, the only reason you would, you would continue to do that is because you have every intent that he will be back. Right. And I, and I get a sense that, you know, look, and there's a chance that by next Monday they say, Hey, start, start ripping and ripping it, man. You look good. Right. Um, or it might be one more week after that. I don't think it's going to be three or four weeks after that. You know, I think we'll get... there's still a lot of football to be played. It's weird. Yeah. It's like, yeah. we're still not at Thanksgiving. Still we'll six weeks away. Week, but yeah, six yeah. weeks. So still a lot left. Speaking of a lot left, Rick, you look around the NFL right now, and I just want to take a quick glance around both conferences. If you look at the NFC right now and its division leaders, 
all four of them are surprising. I'm curious to which one is most surprising you. I'll give you my answer in a second. We've got Philadelphia at 9-1, and one, New Orleans at 8-2, and two, Minnesota at 8-2, and two, and the L.A. Rams at 7-3. and three. These teams have been dominant, really impressive the other day. Minnesota gets a nice win over the Rams. Um, of those four teams, which one? I didn't think any of these were division-winning teams, by the way, before the season started. I thought Philadelphia might have had a – no, I didn't even think that. I didn't think Philadelphia would win that division. Which one of those four teams has been the most surprising to you, particularly with their records? Um, this is hard because I, I think there's a several real good candidates, and I'm not sure I can pick between one or the other. I know. Other. That's what's crazy. I, I, mean, I mean, I think – here I go with Jeff Fisher. We have seen the Rams <laughs> jump out to good records, and then they always finish 7-9, and nine, right? That was the whole thing with Jeff Fisher. Right. Well, by the way, is UCLA out of their minds? Is anybody really thinking about Jeff Fisher at UCLA? Can't be. Can't be. Yeah, that's got to be a, a negotiating tactic. That's got to be, hey, Chip Kelly, do you want this job or not? Because if you don't want it, we'll give it to Jeff Fisher. That's that's them telling Chip Kelly, hey, you want this job, you better jump on it. If you told me right? that, I'd say, go ahead. That's who you want to hire. <laughs> Jeff Fisher. I mean, like, no. really? You, you just me? got done hiring a, a guy that couldn't cut it in the National Football League. And Jim Moore Jr., why are you going to go? It's the same guy, right? Jeff oh, Fisher's the same guy. Oh, he's worse. Oh, you, yeah, you don't like him at all. Not to mention, he's from USC. I mean, it'd be like hiring That's a guy that, that played at Michigan to go coach Ohio State. Does that That's happen right. a lot? No, does it? I think it's, that's just weird to me. Anyway, I digress. Um, what were we talking about? You we were talking me, about the, the Rams. The, the, well, you said the Rams get off to the quick what, start. Look, what, what Sean McVay has done is is miraculous. And, you know, they took the quarterback that was, you know, destroyed by uh, Jeff Fisher, and and, and they, they jumped out and were averaging 30 points a game, which – which in 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 you know from a you know from thirty thousand feet it looks to me like the Rams are the biggest surprise. But but when you watch how the Saints play, mm-hmm. when you watch them lose their first two games and become the first team since the thirties to win eight in a row, and and you know I mean the Washington game that they had on Sunday was crazy. I mean they they're down you know what like thirty one to. 17 or something and right um and come roaring back and and then you know drew Brees, who has spent the, the first half of the season really just handing the ball off um goes 11 for 11 in the fourth quarter and they win that game going and, for two by the way late after time yeah it up, going yeah. for two after tying it up and all that stuff and i i look at the saints and i go not only did i not think they were going to win the division i thought there's a chance they'd finish last and i really believe that they might be they might be the best team in the NFC. I mean, of all the teams that, you know, I mean, Philadelphia, I get it. They're 9-1, and, you know, um, they're ripping people and all that, and they just, you know, destroyed Dallas. But I'm telling you, the Saints, to me, look like the best overall team in the NFC. And I haven't seen Philadelphia up close. I've watched them play on TV, but, uh, I mean, I'll be darned. I mean, that that that's a team that I would – almost favor against anybody right now there it's crazy that you can pick any four of these teams the one team that we haven't talked about is minnesota and if i told yeah. you before the season that no sam bradford no yeah. dalvin even with sam bradford and dalvin cook i would have said yeah. eight and two no no way they'll be eight and two i just didn't yeah. trust them they're eight and two with case keenum as their quarterback and a bunch of guys mm-hmm. playing running back and they're going to win that division now they're going to get a little help here because green bay's faded out of it because of no aaron Rodgers. but yeah. Uh, but the Vikings would be my pick there. But any of those four teams, I'll tell you who's in trouble, Rick. And I'm proud to say this: I blind squirrel finds an acorn every now and then, right? I 
predicted before the year that the Cowboys were going to take a step back. They're in trouble. Five and five. I'm telling you what, they're not making the postseason. I don't think so. It's going to be hard in the NFC. There's too many teams that only have one or two losses. And, and um, you know, so a, a team that, that wins less than 10 games will be hard-pressed to make it. I I don't know if you predicted Ezekiel Elliott was going to finally have to take a suspension because that would be the biggest reason why. No, Dallas you know what I didn't trust? I didn't, my whole reason was I didn't trust Dak Prescott for another year. And I'm I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. I think he is a pretty decent quarterback. I didn't think he would have as good a year this year as he had last year. I thought I sort of thought he caught lightning in a bottle a year ago. And I and I expected a sophomore slump and I don't know why. But uh, I expected them to take a bit of a step back. And they have and maybe it's because of Ezekiel Elliott, but they have some issues besides Ezekiel Elliott though, too. I mean, they're five and five, and they—I mean, they got—they got pounded by Philadelphia. I, Philadelphia's a good team. Well, Sean Lee, understand too that they're a different team when Sean Lee's not playing that's linebacker. I mean, that's like Carolina true. without Luke Keekley. Yep, that's um, true. You know, if you catch Carolina without Keekley, you got a chance every day. Um, if he's playing, it's going to be a long day for you, and that's sort of the way it was with Dallas and Philly ran the ball all over him, and and that I, I think that was a big factor in the game. But um, yeah, I mean. Look, all those teams, that, that, that what's refreshing about it is is that, you know, we're talking about newer teams or teams that haven't been in the mix for a while. And what's disappointing, if you're a Bucks fan. <laughs> yeah, you're not one of them. You're not one of them. And <laughs> how the hell are you not one of them? Because there's a chance that three teams in the NFC South are in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. You look around and go, hey, uh, where's the uh, – oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that, that we didn't invite them. You know, it <laughs> – it's that annoying, uh, you know, the it, it trying to make it with the big boys, and it just, it, you know, you pat them on the head and say, "Nah, you're not going to the night. You're not going to the, the cool kids party," you know. And they all take turns every 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 other year. Every somebody team. else wins that division, and they're gonna. You know what? It's gonna end up happening, Rick. Everybody's gonna win this division twice before well, how about the Bucks this? end up winning. How about how about the very real possibility? The very real possibility that the third different NFC South team in the consecutive years could be the NFC champions and go to the Super Bowl. That's true. Like three yeah. different teams, which everybody will say, well, it's the Bucks' turn next year. But it won't be. <laughs> right? Just get in the playoffs first. We'll just right. we'll, we'll take that. You don't have to get to the Super Bowl. Just get Exactly right. I'll tell you who's lousy, Rick. The AFC is lousy. It, I'm looking at the, the Pats and the Steelers are in good shape in terms of making the playoffs and all that. I still yeah. can't believe Jacksonville's 7-3. and three, But you know what? They're proven to be somewhat legitimate. And then everyone oh, yeah, else because they're beating up on bad teams. Well, in the AFC. well that's true too. Well, they <laughs> pounded the Steelers pretty good. Uh, yeah. Everybody else though either is okay or they stink. Chiefs aren't as good as anybody thought they would be. Awful loss on Sunday to the Giants. Raiders mm-hmm. huge disappointment. I picked them to go to Super Bowl. Bills mm-hmm. have fallen off the face of the earth since they played the Bucks. Yeah. Titans are six and four. The only wild card team above five hundred. They just got done getting mauled by the Steelers. Look, it's either going to be the Steelers or the Pats, and the Pats own the Steelers in the postseason. Tell me a team that's going to beat New England. New England's going back to the Super Bowl again. I mean, Pittsburgh would be the closest thing, Tom, but if you want to know why the AFC is so bad, start naming their quarterbacks, please. Yes, there you go. The ones that are healthy and playing. I mean, you got, you're you right, because you have Brady and you got Roethlisberger. But, I mean, gee, Derek Carr's been banged up. I mean, you know? Derek Carr's been banged up, and he should have, you know, but their defense is, is wretched. And for whatever reason, I don't know what happened to Jack Del Rio and that team, but. They're not getting it done. But, you know, um, Deshaun Watson is down. Um, you know, the Browns don't have anybody. The Colts don't have Andrew Luck. Um, it is it is the conference. Mariota's been up and down, yeah. 
I mean, and you would rank him probably in the top five. I mean, it's the conference of, you know, injured quarterbacks or you know, Miami's lost. Not quarter- have, yeah, Miami's. You no, know, Denver. Up. Denver is a situation where they're they don't have a quarterback. So, you know, when they had Peyton Manning, they had the best defense in the NFL. Now they don't. Um, a lot of the same guys. So, you know, it, it's all the good quarterbacks right now, Tom, with the exception of Roethlisberger and Tom Brady, perhaps. They're all in the NFC. Yes. And particularly sure. in the NFC South, where three teams in consecutive <laughs> years could go to the championship game in the Super Bowl and accept the Bucks. And you're not one of them, yeah. No, yeah, and you're not invited. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it'll be uh, – I'm I'm telling you right now that it's going to be New England and somebody. I don't know who it is. You can pick. There's probably about seven teams that legitimately mm-hmm. could win the NFC. Mm-hmm. Even a team like that's not even in the playoff picture necessarily. Seattle's sort of lurking on the outside. Although I think mm-hmm. I've lost faith in them completely now because of, of their injuries. But if you told me New England, Minnesota, okay. New England Rams, yeah. New England, Philly. Pittsburgh, the only way Pittsburgh gets in there is if somebody does them a favor and takes out New England. But yeah. I don't know who's going to go into New England and win. What, Kansas City's going to go up there and win in the playoffs? No. Tennessee's going to go up there and win in the playoffs? Not going to no. happen. Yeah, so get ready. New England again. Get ready for Six the rings, babe. Six. Thanks for listening, everyone. Subscribe on iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. You can also find us on Twitter, Rick Tom Podcast, at NFL Strahd, at Tom W. Jones. Once again, our thanks to our producer, Steve Verstick. Have a great day. Now, listen, the next time we talk to you, it'll be a football Wednesday. We're going to get you ready for the holiday weekend. Lots of games coming up Thanksgiving, day after Thanksgiving, of course, this weekend with the Bucks in Atlanta. So it'll be a football Wednesday. We'll talk to you then.